0: The following video is meant to educate as well as entertain consumers. While we do show short clips, these are used to highlight points being discussed with regard to mental health topics. We are licensed mental health counselors who utilize pop culture to educate people in a fun and amusing way with regard to mental health.
1: What do you get when you take some therapists and put them in front of a screen? To watch something creeping back from childhood That should have never been for children or preteens They're gonna dive right in and reassess those flicks What's more scary and disturbing than you realize And gave you nervous ticks? they the movies that traumatized us
0: Hey, everybody. I hope you guys are doing great out there tonight. It's good to see you all again. It's been a month since our last one, which, what did we what did we do last? I've already forgotten. <laughs> that's,
1: that's
0: I've forgotten because of what we're doing the tonight. Goonies. The Goonies. The Goonies. That's right. It was Goonies. It was Goonies. Goonies was great. Goonies was a good one. Goonies so, was great. Tonight, yeah, so- in case you guys can't see above my head and you didn't read all of the other stuff, it's an American tale! And you'll notice that tonight's little chat blurb about what we were reviewing doesn't give a whole lot away except it's a trauma bomb. And that is because, I'm gonna say this, we've said this before on this stream, and I'm gonna say it again, but fuck you, Don Bluth!
1: <laughs> fuck you, Don Bluth and Steven Spielberg. There, We have to give a trigger warning for this entire show. Oh my
0: god, yes we do. This entire show comes with a trigger warning. Just, just yes.
1: Just immigration, war trauma, um, kidnapping, death... <laughs> all of it. Hey, hey, DeWelsh, nice to have you with
0: us. Glad, uh, first time chat from a viewer. That's the first time I've seen that notification. That's awesome. I love that one. This, Yeah, this movie comes with a trigger warning, guys. There's so much that happens in this movie. Like, literally, we watched this movie and we went, what the fuck did we just watch?
1: I haven't watched I this watch. movie
0: since I was a kid, okay? Since I was a kid. And I did not realize how bad this movie was.
1: No, I just thought it was a cool, cute little mouse when I was a kid going to America and finding his family.
0: There, you know, like
1: no, I was stuck on the song because I thought the song was cool when I was a kid, and now as an adult with everything else going on, it's like, (laughs) what the fuck? Who would do this to children?
0: Literally, that is that is. I mean, I'm pretty sure we said that actually at the end of our watch. We were just like, why? Why did? Why was this even a kids thing? Like, I don't understand. So to, to talk about this, let's put some of this in context. So we learned some interesting things uh in doing research for an American Tale, right? So obviously you guys know if you've ever watched the show, that's what we do, right? We review the movie and then one of us, usually just Nikki, goes out and does research. Sometimes I do it. Uh yeah, just sometimes I just have an ADHD brain and don't get to it, but Nikki somehow manages to every time which Chris. Thank thank goodness for that. But this time I almost wish that uh we hadn't. So let's talk about first the town that the Malskowitz live in.
1: Mm-hmm. So like, it's Soska Russia at the time, which is now modern day Ukraine. Yes. On the border of Russia.
0: So just to just, just to, to clarify that, in case you didn't quite understand, Fival if we brought him into modern day times is now a Ukrainian refugee. Yes.
1: <laughs> so what was happening at the time? So it's, uh, 1885, yeah. 86, Russia, 1885 Russia, right after the and, death of, uh, the czar. Yeah. Tsar Alexander the second and the Cossacks were doing a revolution and they were doing ethnic cleansing of the Russian Jewish people. And Fievel's family are Russian Jewish people. So they have the the Cossacks who are going into the town. And killing people for... Yeah, for no reason. And then instead of the Cossacks, they have the Katzaks. So they'll play on word for the mice. Right. (laughs) Invading the, the mouse ghettos and eating them.
0: So this is what we are presenting to you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that you are ready for this because when we found all this out, we were just like, "Please, please tell me that is not the case," uh, but it is. And oh, and so we have some interesting stills. I'm going to show some of these stills first before we jump right into it. So um, that leads me to let's bring up uh, which one do I want first? I think this one here. Uh, so just to give, to, you... to give you a you
1: shit ton of maps.
0: I know you did. We have we do. We have a ton of maps. Um, and I did not, I did not check to size these maps. I apologize for their location. So here you have, um, this is, this is, I could probably make a minor adjustment on this. You'll see way more of the screen than you wanted to. But this is where, uh, Fievel's town is, uh, right up here in the Ukraine. This is the dark border, obviously, is the border of the Ukraine and Russia. Uh, Mm -hmm. so that's where Fievel's town is. And I think we have another, um... Another one that zooms in on that spot just a bit more. That would be this one here. Uh, so it gives you just kind of a better idea of like just how close
1: his town town is to <laughs> to, to the border, where you know, if we're bringing it into modern day, where the Russian troops are lined up to invade Ukraine.
0: Right, 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 right. And 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 to be to be entirely fair in all of this, right? Like we have a map too. Of uh, there you go. Uh, this is our map of, of of Russia, right? You can see where Kazakhstan, Mongolia is, and, you know, where the Ukraine is. Way in
1: the corner! And, it's and, Ukraine! And,
0: yeah, and so, and keep in mind, too, right, that at this, like, I'm just going to move the map over a little bit here so you guys can see more. Uh, this is, I believe, the brown state right up here is Belarus. Um, a lot of this stuff used to belong to the, to the Russian Empire, right? Like, way back mm-hmm. when. So, this is all once part of Russia. So, Yeah, just the craziness. Hey, Akuma, how are you? Glad to have you with us tonight. We're talking about the trauma of an American tale, in case you missed it there, bud. And uh, how crazy, if we bring it into modern times, is that Feivel is a Jewish refugee from the Ukraine after ethnic cleansing happened. It's just like... (laughs) It just gets worse. Oh, and we learned an interesting fact about Feivel's name, which
1: was that... uh... It's, It's Steven Spielberg's grandfather. His name was Feifel. And that's where Steven Spielberg pulls some of his inspiration from with Don Bluth to create American Tale. And yeah, we'll, when we get to a certain section in American Tale, I'll explain some memories that his grandfather had. But that's where Feifel's name came from.
0: <laughs> so everything here in some way loops back into like real life events, which is just weird. And somehow allegorically becomes part of the modern political landscape which right? is a little, a little
1: terrifying to me i'm not gonna lie it's just it's like if history if we ever got anything of history like repeating itself this is one of the i mean granted it's not a country invading another country but it's similar to what's <laughs> to what's happening I, I mean yeah the whole thing just whew. i mean genocide ethnic cleansing Yeah. Yeah. I mean Bosnia Herzegovina is in that area too. It just
0: Yeah, it's it's just it's just terrifying like when I think about it. Like I'm like, what did we do?
1: <laughs> what did what did we do? What did Don Bluth and Steven Spielberg do? Well We're I, just reviewing I, it and watching it and putting it together.
0: It's just the whole thing. Like I thought that I had created some bad trauma moments on this show honestly like with the things that i've eh. done in the past on this show
1: but this no, takes man. the
0: cake like us picking this movie at this time to watch and review and
1: then finding out all of this stuff just i mean we thought it was bad when we started to watch it and i was like oh they're i forgot they're in russia right <laughs> right
0: like and well and not only that
1: but, like we also thought it was bad when we were watching because we were just like wow
0: there's all like all these things that happen especially when we get to the boat scene we'll, we'll talk about that mm-hmm. when we get there Um, But, you know, there's just all these little... It's just so much. But the thing that I'm going to point out about this film, because we're about to really start our our breakdown of it, this film is literally a trauma bomb. It is trauma from the minute the movie
1: starts until the minute the movie ends. I was going to calculate and do the math, but I, I guarantee there's maybe 15 minutes where there's nothing traumatic happening. Most of it at the beginning. No, there's like even just two minutes in the beginning. It's in the middle where they're doing the rally. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Some other like fluffy bunny stuff. Yeah. But the whole like love triangle with Bridget and Tony. But (laughs) most of it is weird. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like they felt like they had to throw that in there.
0: I mean, it was that time frame for movies in general, like where we did stuff (laughs) like that. Like everything, I mean, we still do it where everything has to have a love story right it's it's not relevant to all the trauma that that's actually happening (laughs) right right it's really not so i mean without further ado uh let's start this up we open uh we open up here um with uh you know the family at the beginning um kind of preparing for this this
1: they're celebrating hanukkah are they celebrating hanukkah at the beginning yep Wow, that shows you how much I remember from the other night when
0: we watched the movie.
1: Well, I, I watched it high last night, so yeah. So are you sure it was Hanukkah? <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> promise you, it's Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we open up. We're gonna
0: open up with the Mouskowitzes celebrating Hanukkah. So let's 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 have a quick a, a quick candor at that. In America, you can say anything you want, but most important at least
1: I know for a fact. In America, there are no cats. Shh. no cats hear you. How could they hear us? That is not number one. You see me? That's when the cats come. This is literally what I opened up was number one. Oh, well, America, I did it wrong. That's my fault. Want, but most important. Yeah! See? I just reopened it. Okay, well, this is the disillusionment of the American <laughs> <see you>. dream. <laughs> Killing me, Smalls. Killing me. Now,
0: this is the invasion of the Cossacks and the cat Yeah, The Catsocks. Oh, oh! All
1: of our films, in, all of our clips in this one, I think, are pretty long, aren't they? Yeah, because the, the trauma stuff is. I tried to cut it down. Because <laughs> I know we get censored copyright stuff every time we put something up. We
0: really do. It's such a shame. But as you can see here, so we have this just immediate trauma in the beginning of the film, right? And, and the way the cats they draw are just the cats. vicious. I'm sorry.
1: I mean, he drew him like he drew a dragon in Secret of Him. Absolutely. Don't, don't
0: cry, Yasha. I'll scare him away. get hurt. Rifle going out to play hero. Okay, now we've got fire. So we've got fire. We've got raiders. We've got these dragon cats, go ahead, like. Cats, go away. My sister absolutely loved this movie, if she found out I did this she probably would just hate me forever now.
1: She loved a never-ending story too and didn't realize there was trauma in that. <laughs> That's
0: a fair point! That's a very fair point! My fit, my, my sister had like the huge stu- five old plushie. That came out after this movie was launched. She was traumatized by it because somehow it got lost and we never found it again. And like that's like her carryover trauma.
1: Oh. I had a fiveful in the attic. I don't know what happened to it. I think actual rats never ate it. Do that again. Mama, look.
0: And of course,
1: their house is burning down. And you get to see, like, the Mouskowitz just, it starts out with, like, it has this happy Hanukkah, you know, Papa's doing fiddler-on-the-roof dreamer, and the mom's really pragmatic, and the baby's in a Fabergé egg. (laughs) I love that part. I mean, the baby's sitting in a Fabergé egg. Like, are you serious? Really? Mm -hmm. And then we have the invasion. So now they're displaced refugees. Deciding they're going to go to America.
0: Yes, literally. Deciding they're going to go to America and that they that they will go to the land of dreams and they'll be fine. They'll be safe. Because there are no cats there, right? Right. No cats Kay. in America. Uh, so I believe our next clip is uh, has to do with the American dream and there being no cats. So we, we kind of touched on this already, but this is, this is where we set everything up, right? To, to come into the disillusionment of the American dream this is the part where we set everything up because at this time you know america was still very much the land of opportunity for a lot of immigrants out there in the world a lot of people coming to america still believed that this was a place that
1: they could come and the streets were paved with gold mm-hmm. and that and then the song it has the italian and the irish and the russian viewpoints of how they were oppressed oh, fuck, fuck. right oh well that is the beginning never mind <laughs> I, I really oh, messed up this numbering. Wow, you did it. you did you it mislabel these two? Yeah, apparently I did.
0: Because yeah, this is the beginning. All right, so we're gonna cover this one really quickly because this is just the happy moment at the start that reels you into the movie. Sorry, we got these ones out of order. It belonged to me. I was just following somebody else's game plan on this, guys. I just want to point that out. <laughs> yeah. Dropbox and, and I were parties. not friends
1: this morning, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> You'll grow.
0: There's that Fabergé egg. Well, uh, part of it, yep. anyways. The ever. bottom part of the Fabergé egg. Okay, so that's that's where Papa comes in saying there's no cats in America, which is where the other part picks up at that we had. Um, so really what I meant to go to at this point, instead of this part, which is the actual beginning, is the No Cats in America song.
1: I hope it's right. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm starting to get a little worried now. <laughs> Either
1: that is gonna be the razor blade. One or the other.
0: <laughs> well folks <laughs> Let's find out.
1: It's clip grab bag time.
0: Ah, uh, no, this is definitely no cats in America score did it right
1: (laughs) and then we get to see the actual death of a granny a russian granny there are no cats in America,
0: and the streets are so here's one of those moments where we're literally taking the time to erase the trauma which uh, is
1: i talk about that a lot in a lot
0: of our other movies right Any of you that's kind of come along for the ride before knows this we talk about a lot how we use these happy sequences and these moments of like bliss and whatnot to kind of erase the dangers and the trauma of the scenes prior to them or almost even sometimes to set us up for the trauma that's coming. You know, to kind of get us in a place of equilibrium where we feel good about things so that we have a, almost so we have a bigger
1: down when something goes wrong. Yeah, as a kid I didn't understand that. With the Don only and the cross got shooted got eated out of the window. I didn't understand that was the cat actually. Eating the cat. Right. And we also find out that Feifel's dad is an orphan. Which probably leads to some of the trauma that he had later on with Feifel. He thinks Feifel's dead.
0: What I also don't understand though is why there's an Italian and
1: an Irish mouse. I'm not even getting to the logistics that we talked about of why they all ended up in Hamburg, Germany when literally there are ports from ireland <laughs> to the u.s which are quicker than going to hamburg germany coyotes 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 that crossed the ocean coyotes that took
0: him to hamburg germany to get on a liner to cross the ocean i, 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 don't, I don't know i just i, I just don't
1: understand it you wouldn't even know what coyotes were very white mice. They are very, well, a lot of Hello, friends. How many it's,
0: it's a co-host, friends. Oh, look, and now, now we're at, now we're at the danger scene. So we're, we're going to move through this pretty quickly, because this next scene, this literally sets us going up right into the next clip. So this next clip, uh, takes place, you know, right after this song, uh, they encounter a heavy storm at sea, and of course, obviously, that's dangerous. heavy storm at sea, not something we really want to encounter most of the time, definitely not a fun, fun experience, Uh, and in this case, this is what we end up with. Oh, that part of the razor blade scene! Now I remember! <laughs> As Bible was literally threatened with death by a
1: straight racer. <laughs> and then he decides to be slick in through his hat and yes. be like, Come he here proper! To, he
0: wants to go see what's going on. Also, I'm pretty sure those are still the wrong oh,
1: doors for Fievel. Mm, probably. They would be sliding and having
0: Such a kid move right there.
1: I'm getting my hat, hi, Papa! So you throw it up into the wind. This is him being hi, a manipulative hi. little shit right now. <laughs>
0: Wait. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Akuma, how's your night going?
1: Papa!
0: Oh the trauma starts already. Papa
1: Papa! When we talked about this when you and I watched it that this is one of the cartoons that kind of highlights a bond between a father and a son. Yes. that a lot of the cartoons at this time and even in the 90s and early 2000s did not.
0: Right, they really didn't, and this, this this one actually does, it really highlights this strong bond between father and son, which is really nice. I love how the wave just turns into this giant monster. Right. It's like there's
1: really no part I could have cut. <laughs>
0: There, there's not, because this whole thing is trauma, everything from what's happening to the dad, to what's happening to Bible, to this giant, monstrous evil wave, that's just, like, the epitome of a goofy movie. Right?
1: Like, if he think of Night on, like, Devil's Mountain or something from Fantasia, only it's water.
0: Right, right, exactly. Hey, that's awesome. I'm glad you're off work. Getting dinner. Yes, I had to do that before we started the show tonight. Because uh, it's always a weird night for me on Thursdays when we start the show. And I have clients right up until right before the show. <laughs> uh, so as you can see in this scene, obviously this whole moment, everything that happens here is trauma. Everything from the moment the waves infiltrate into the boat and Fibel gets separated on the bar of soap and starts getting passed around. Because then the... I. I might be a little traumatized by your cat right now. cause <laughs> like... I do Like, your shoulder looks like it just spotted... You know, sprouted ears. It's like... Can't. Um... Can't. This is just what he does. I mean, hey, more power to him. Um, but, you know, because you immediately get faced with the straight razor coming at Fievel. Like, just hands down. Just right at him. And then the scene kind of quickly shifts so he doesn't get hit by it, but it still shaves off a chunk of the soap letting you know that it was a very close call.
1: And a very sharp razor.
0: Yes. And then you get Fievel climbing the stairs, acting like a little shit, and you just know the minute that he looks up there and he throws his hat that this is gonna go all wrong. hmm As a kid, you're like, oh, yeah, I would totally do that.
1: Like, <laughs> that's a smart idea. We're gonna... We should do that. And then as an adult, like, understanding what it's like to take care of children, you're like, what the... F- why? Right? Like, Seriously?
0: Seriously, I just picture my small child doing that.
1: Because I can totally see it happening. I could totally see any of the children that I saw at um, the boarding school that I used to work at doing something like this. In fact, I think some of them did do something like this. <laughs> it's like, you don't understand until you get older. You, you really don't.
0: And then, you know, so one of the things... So we talked about this briefly while we're watching the clip. This really does have this this whole um, the whole the whole movie itself has this really strong bond between the dad and Fible, which I think is super awesome. You didn't see this a lot at that time frame. In fact a lot of the movies that we've reviewed from this same era, right? From from the eighties era We've talked a lot about the, the disjointed father or the disconnected father in terms of the family system and their interactions with their children and how they're pretty much just shown in this overall like provider role where they don't actually interact with the children or they don't actually have a good bond with the children. So this mm-hmm. was a great change of pace to see.
1: Right. So to some of our listeners and viewers that have told me, why do you guys always hammer the dad? We don't hate dads. We just we call things like we see them. Feifel's dad, yes, he's a dreamer, but he's a good dad.
0: He's a very good dad. He's very invested in his children's lives. Mm-hmm. And he takes what happens here through the rest of the movie. It drags him down. Like, dad enters a state of depression from this point forward. Right. Like, all through his all through his entrance into America, all, right up until Feifel rejoins the family, dad is in a major depressive episode hmm straight up and it happens here but i blame some of it maybe on the asphyxiation from the rope choking dad as he was getting dragged around the boat you know you know Just saying, <laughs> maybe it's not really the loss of his kid maybe dad really does not care for his son no, no no i'm just kidding dad absolutely cares for his kid and i do does our next clip is it the oh no, it's, it's the immigration, immigration scene where he's so like shortly after this right here is it's kind of pulling away you see dad kind of screaming for fievel
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and and like it's, it's a really touching moment that happens between here and dad returning to the family in the belly of the boat
1: harmony gear allows you to show off your geeky yet possibly freaky side we have our exclusive movies that traumatized us merchandise show off your pride for your favorite podcast as well as needs for freaks and geeks here at at harmony gearcreator gear dot creator dash spring dot com. Oh, oh my god! Like just hearing Fifele say "Papa" or scream "Papa" and Papa, then help me, help
0: me, and then Papa! The,
1: and then Papa going Fifele. You're like, oh my god! Could you know please? my heart strings anymore with the trauma that I am watching. And no, you can't get PTSD from a video. However, <laughs> this one comes very close.
0: I mean, this does. I mean, like, seriously, like, even now, I feel my heart just being, like, uh, Just dropping,
1: like, uh, I know, it's
0: just, oh. Uh, oh, uh, it's worse than sub drop, let me tell you.
1: <laughs> sub drop isn't like that. Sub drop is almost like a, yeah, No. <laughs> No, <laughs> I don't feel like I'm losing a child in Subdrops. Right, exactly. Like, literally, as a parent,
0: this just, like, breaks my heart. I'm just, like, I, I'm laughing about a lot of this because I don't know how else to process this right now. Because I'm just, like, what would I do? I'm pretty sure I would have just died with my kid because I dove overboard trying to save them. Right. Like, I'm not so sure I could not, like, stop myself from doing that. Um. So the next part, we reach immigration. And so, like we said, this whole movie has this real, like, overall immigration vibe and being a refugee and what it means to come to a new place and suffering trauma both back home, right? Which is why a lot of refugees leave their home countries to begin with because there's something drastic and dangerous happening uh, and they go through all that trauma to the trauma of crossing to a new country, which we've experienced, right? Here we go, right? We just did all of these phases of immigration in, you know, the first 30 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm so uh and now we get to arriving in america and actually i thought this scene just before we play it i thought this scene showed really well the level at which immigration officers uh back in the day um letting people in on ellis island just didn't really care about whether or not they could say your name they just rearranged Mm -hmm. your name to be whatever fit their tongue or fit their their ease of understanding best they didn't really care about You know, whether or not they were saying it correctly, recording your name correctly, etc. Which is why we see as people start looking back for their lineage and their immigration records or their family, they have a hard time finding them.
1: Mm hmm. Because they they changed
0: their names at Ellis Island. (laughs) Yeah, or they weren't recorded properly, you know, because they got changed in such a way, or, you know, or they were misspelled, etc., etc. So we we see that in this scene. So let's, you know, get on with it. Name? Smovolodny
1: Drobovichki.
0: Okay, mister Smith. Family. Right there, Mr Smith. Mister Smith
1: Five. Oh, I mean four.
0: Okay, all oh, the depression <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Brandon <laughs> Look at that. So much emotion in that face.
1: I'm not sure where I stopped filming this clip.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, this is totally the like I lucked out by all the stuff that got thrown overboard on the ship—a thing that actually floated and I can hide it.
1: <laughs>
0: Gotta be a bit waterlogged though. Yeah. And there we have it. I, I don't. Do we have a picture of the Statue of Liberty in this one, or, or well, do we have a um?
1: Yeah, the Statue of Liberty is in our backdrop, right?
0: Oh, yeah, it is. So just in <laughs> case you guys were wondering, if you don't know, this is actually the accurate color depiction of the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wasn't originally green.
1: green Until like... the early 1900s when the oxidation process took over.
0: Yeah, green is the color copper turns as it oxidizes. She was originally copper. So this is the Statue of Liberty that people actually saw, not the one we think of today
1: any copper wet dream right right imagine how much she's worth now i know (laughs) could you imagine if you were able to go over there and just start
0: parting her out for (laughs) just like i can't even imagine like could you imagine trying to just clean the oxidation off no i don't want to imagine (laughs) imagine how shiny she would be I mean, think about, well, let's put it, think about it this way, right? Okay, so she was designed by, you know, a a Parisian in France. Mm -hmm. And there's two. Actually, I think there's three. There's a small one, another large one, right? Or is it just two large ones? I thought it was a small. I think it's just two. Maybe it's just two. A small one and this one, right? There's a smaller, Mm -hmm. smaller scale one. I think she's in France still. Anyways, they take care of the Eiffel Tower to keep it from oxidizing and falling over. They repaint that thing like every other year. Yeah, well, that's france and the eiffel tower i know but i'm just saying imagine if we actually took care of the statue of liberty the same way (laughs) could you imagine what
1: you want us to take care of our things
0: infrastructure what okay so all right so anyway i'm not getting on a political risk that's why i said anyways but so okay so anyways yes statue of liberty was actually copper i keep going the wrong way with my hands tonight i don't know why statue of liberty was actually copper it's kind of a beautiful thing back in the day. Uh but moving on from that, we Fivel's gonna getting... hes he meets a pigeon, I believe it is.
1: Yeah, he's a pigeon and it's not a very long clip. He's yeah, this just shows how be a shorter clip. is how condescending clip. This is
0: this is how Five finally makes it to Ellis Island. In luck, my little immigrant. This is America. Oh yeah, he's French,
1: I forgot. America. I thought it was bigger. Yeah, they were they were supposed to model bigger. him after the sculptor for the Statue All of Liberty. Of is also america this is just an island because a pigeon pigeon could totally rivet this entire statue
0: he sure believes he can
1: (laughs) and then the whole musical number of never say never
0: yes which was a really popular song by the way back then never Mm -hmm. say never but never never say never has actually become kind of an iconic phrase, too, um, in, in cultural history. If you think about it, we all say it. Well, I don't know so mm-hmm. much about kids and adults nowadays. Like, younger than me, I mean adults.
1: Like- it's, it's really popular for me in relationship counseling to not use
0: absolutes. Well, not using absolutes makes a lot of sense. Never is an absolute, right? Like, never. I'm not ever going to do that. Really? You're, you're never, ever going to do that.
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely something try to stay away from Mm -hmm. which
0: is why the song is great right because it does teach you not to say an absolute Mm -hmm. right uh but at the same time it's it's, it was a really catchy song
1: and it's i mean it's also the pigeon giving i know he has a name and i can't remember it yeah oh oh yeah Henri. um also kind of some toxic positivity (laughs) yes on yes
0: Yes, Henri has a lot of toxic positivity the way he he spells out never say never and sings the song and, you know, like, I mean, in all honesty, while we do often teach that we don't want people to to deal in absolutes or talk in absolutes, right? Sometimes you have to say words like never, right? Like, I'm never going to do that because you know you're not ever going to do it or you have a history of never doing this one thing. You're going to say you never do that, right? Period. Mm. End of story. Because you know it's something that crosses a line for you that you won't do, along. Right, assuming a moral relativistic mm-hmm. space, right. That doesn't mean that you're dealing in an absolute. You just know it's something that you don't do. Period. Sure. So there's a time and a place for all kinds of words, right? Mm-hmm. I teach my kiddo not to say the word hate, right? Because hate is a strong word. Dislike. Save hate for things that you really actually. I dislike profusely. Yes, yes. Extreme. Well, Extreme actually, so dislike. it's kind of funny because I've actually taught her that. I dislike this profusely. I've actually said that. And it's like, don't say, hey, I dislike this profusely. And then she just looks at me because, you know, six. <laughs> <I'm> like this. <"Yes." laughs> trust me. Trust me. That's the right way to say it. It's, it's the right way to say it. But, you know, anyways. Uh, what? Uh, uh... I think next is uh he he gets transferred over to the mainland um and he gets
1: dropped off at warren for at warranty
0: rats yeah he yeah, yeah. to rats get rats help highlight. right to get help yeah and warranty rats like yes i'll help you and he tracks him off to a child labor camp basically yep you'll see what i mean guys if you haven't seen it you'll see what i mean
1: mm-hmm. it's a very interesting thing. With his cockroach, or wow, wow, a wow, I can't remember which. In the cockroach. What can I do, you boy kid? I'm looking for my family.
0: Come to the right, fella, kid.
1: I know exactly where he is This
0: is the first Come time look, he crosses paths with his family and doesn't realize it. Right. Thank you, Prince, for remember putting your butt on your screen. Shit. We all need and it. And I
1: quote. <laughs> <laughs> Prince, I have some shame, sir.
0: There. We have been mooned. But 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 once if taken at the tide, twill lead to
1: fortune. If
0: denied,
1: twill never return. Do you really know where I family is? <laughs> <laughs> I do not even... Trust me, eh? Hey, trust <laughs> me.
0: <laughs> oh, did we go to the morning?
1: mama i keep having this feeling oh yeah the grief of the mousekowitzes
0: oh that i am meek and gentle with
1: these let's see that's where he crosses like you see the basket go yep. up passing them he goes right by his parrot. <laughs> <laughs> a bed, ever a new worker what about my family you don't need a family kid. and all because warranty you. wanted his 50 cents yep <laughs> You're mine. Now get to work. What are you looking at? Now yeah, we
0: even have to portray rats as terrible here.
1: It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. There's the the sweatshops in New York. All of the
0: sweatshops in New York at this time. Uh, all the seamstresses and the Maskewitzes were tailors.
1: Right. And before you switch away from here, if you look in the corner. Not not Feifel's bed, but across the way where you see the bald guy with the glasses. That's the uh, asshole from Asshole and the, the Cunt Monks later on. What? Really? Yeah. All right. All right.
0: Good spot. Good spot that I would not have gotten that one. What, so what's this one? This one is labeled eight. I don't know what this one is.
1: I know it's right after this I didn't remember what it was and I was talking to somebody oh this was the school
0: this was the school scene
1: oh oh yeah so with this one where Feifel's like pressed up against the glass this is how Jewish children could attend school back at that point they could only watch through like windows at other children going to school and that's a memory that Steven Spielberg's grandfather had crotchety old rat. cheese, broch, broch. And this is like, we were talking about all the stuff that he was going through just to like the child labor camp he almost gets run over by a train and then he gets down in coal dust and we were like, oh, now he got black lung that's yeah, great. Yeah, I know,
0: this literally is the part where he gets black lung because he's about to fall into this big pile of coal dust down here. Look at this. Bible's dead. That's it. He's got black lung. It's over. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> It's over. That's all, folks. Done. Thanks for coming that rat, out. That rat's dead in thirty days or less. The amount of the amount of cold dust he just coughed out of his mouth—he's dead in thirty days or less. That mouse is done. His goose is cooked. His tail is up. He's done. Look at it still falling off of him. I know. Look at it it's still just coming off of him.
1: Oh, it sorry, the... here's the violin. Oh yeah, this is this is the megaphone. <laughs> Almost gets killed by the horses.
0: Yep, I love how slow motion the horses were too, while they're like he's trying to dodge around them. does like, scream into the megaphone here, doesn't he go yeah. Papa into the
1: megaphone and just echoes? Ah! <laughs> oh, oh.
0: So upsetting. My
1: heart! It's like I didn't have the heart to, like, stop it and then go to there, because he just keeps getting into, like, traumatic situations. I know! <sighs>
0: oh, the sadness on his face!
1: Oh, it's just so bad! My heart breaks for this little guy. <laughs> I know. I'll give you some counseling forever. He doesn't have eardrums anymore. That nope. Mouse, that mouse is deaf. And then he gets like flattened with the wax cylinder. Whatever was recorded on this wax <laughs> cylinder is oh, not there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brain damage.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and this is where he meets what's-his-nut, Tony. Tony,
1: And he gets the name Philly. Name Philly. Philly Mousekowitz.
0: The other thing, too, is you can see just how dirty America is here.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Like, and this is supposed to be, like, the land of opportunity, the streets paved with gold, but it's not. The streets are paved with dirt and gross filth. and filth and, you know, everything that everybody was trying to escape at that time on their on their in route to
1: America, right? I wonder if there are, like, theme elements of apple cores and water, because this is the second apple core we have seen in water.
0: Yeah, it is. In actually, this film,
1: because the first one was when his father and him had a cool moment with the herring on yes. the boat.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. It was indeed. Uh, So, this next scene is where everybody gets traumatized all over again as they realize that there are indeed
1: cats in America. What are you all afraid of? Cats, cats. That's <laughs> my dad says cats, 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 Poppy cats. Me I like more apple slices. This.
0: There are no cats.
1: You know, it's got to be because America and apple pie.
0: Well, that and apples would probably be
1: fairly popular, easy group. And they grow very profusely in yes. New York. <laughs> I had an acquaintance who that's super- so,
0: all of the cat trauma-
1: These cats, cats don't even look like cats. So.
0: Well, so what I love about this, right, we'll talk about it as soon as the scene is over, because there's actually something I love about the depiction of the cats in this movie, even though, like, they terrify- they're, they're so terrifying. But
1: hey, you all right? Oh, I that's mean, right. This is where he meets Bridget. You ain't hurt nothing, are you? No, no, I'm okay. So he'd already met Bridget. This is where they're like, Oh, you're amazing! No, right. oh, you're great. Oh, yeah, and they fall and into the, the hat. Yep, nah. and the the heart with the oh, hat. Okay. Yeah.
0: Too much. Oh, this hey, is a Mice United rally right here that happened. Yeah. So one of the things that. It makes a lot of sense if you stop and think about it about why the cats look so absolutely terrifyingly evil is that we're viewing them through the eyes of the mice mm-hmm. right so it would make sense and i think back on my time with uh uh the rats of nim it's the same thing we're viewing them through the eyes of the mice and the rats that have to deal with the cat it is a giant terrifying evil monster to them i could see that Right? And so it kind of makes sense. Like, if you view it through that lens, right? And of course, we're all about looking at things through different lenses. If you view it through that lens, that's exactly what it looks like when you start thinking about why these cats look so absolutely terrifying and evil. Instead of just being a stylistic choice of like, oh, let's make the cats look as mean as possible. We think about it from the mouse's perspective. That's probably what they look like to them, just raging, you know, draconic monsters.
1: With mustaches. With mustaches. Yes. Can't forget the
0: mustache. Um, oh, I forgot about the sexual tension with the upper class mice.
1: Oh my God. I saw that last night and I'm like, I totally forgot. What the hell?
0: (laughs) Yeah. We might as well throw that one in here. Uh, It's Mouse. Uh, Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) The witch is the most powerful mouse in New York. Gussie Malsenheimer. Yes, who can't talk? Right. There's a dead mouse on that table. It's an Irish custom, Gussie. The catch got him today.
1: Precisely why I am here to see you. Would you care for a bit so we drop the, the creature? And she's today supposed to the represent ever. the um, upper class everyone. Jewish mice community. Which I'm poor. Oh shame As you know, I have dedicated my wife to helping those less fortunate than myself. Uh, that's everyone. And now I want you to help <laughs> So me. arrogant. That's we everyone. must have a <laughs> And oh, that's yeah. everyone. As she's looking at Pfefo <gasps> as that's he's eating a, cheese. You know, a wowing. <laughs> a
0: watch again of mice for a reason. For oh, a reason. Huh. A
1: rally. That's what I yeah, said. there it is with the feather. A wowie. Ah. Oh. To and she smacks it. To... Oh,
0: and when would a mouse ever have an ass that big? I just. I'm so confused about why. I, I think there's me. a
1: bustle there. Like, I, I mean, she's it...
0: totally got a cage underneath that, like, pushing her out, but it just <laughs> cracks me up because it doesn't even make any sense. Like,. Did she think she needed to be that hoity-toity? I don't know,
1: man. Guess he got
0: back. <laughs> Moving on. I... That's... that's. That might have been too far, even for me.
1: No. Really? That's really? Happened. With Jeremy and, like and Mrs. Frisbee?
0: <laughs> and she was portrayed as German. Thank you. That's, that's actually a good point. I totally forgot about uh that lady from Blazing Saddles.
1: Oh, yeah, she does. You're right. It's a fair good point. Good catch, Akuma.
0: <laughs> See, look at that. Akuma, we're always glad to have you around. All right, so this next part is probably the most beloved and well-known piece from this movie. By the way, one of the things I love about this is that neither of the actors singing the song can sing.
1: Yep, and there's no auto-tune. <laughs> that would be a project. Auto-tune somewhere out there. The original, not the, not, the professional Not any remake, version. the original song.
0: Off key. And <laughs> but it's beautiful, right? It is. There's there's something lovely about the fact that it's not perfect.
1: And it's that innocence, like, yes, yeah, yeah. so we're gonna find you, and both of them, like, we're gonna find each other. And that sibling bond, that they really didn't play up a whole lot. Yeah, this is probably
0: the strong, like, you see a little bit of it with Tanya, like, I know is still alive, and Dad's like, no he's not, We have to accept that he's gone. But they definitely have that connection. Which would make sense because technically this is a mouse family and all three of the children should be the same age. Mice don't have just one pup.
1: Just saying. True story. He would have multiple other siblings.
0: And if, if they all are different ages, they definitely are all from different litters. But mom you know and dad what? were getting
1: busy. Don Bluth did the same thing in Secret of Nim. Yep. I know.
0: Well, because it's much easier to portray families this way, right? Than try to explain to kids why there's like eight siblings that all have the same age. Ah, Mm And eight more all of the same other age. And eight more all of the same other age. That's a lot
1: of animation to do. It's like, well, octuplets. Multiple sets of them. (laughs) Man, they got nothing on Octomom. Just saying. (laughs)
0: But I do love that this song is actually not perfect.
1: Me I too. Think I,
0: it humanizes this song a lot. It does. And this is one of those few moments in the movie where there's no trauma, it does. by the way.
1: Besides his grief that he's sleeping alone in the water tower.
0: Well, yes. But if we want to talk about grief from that perspective, it's also Tanya's grief because she doesn't know where her brother is. Mm-hmm. This and is true she's trying to cope with the idea that he's gone by ex- not this is her stage where she's bargaining right just let him be alive-hmm I have the hope that he's still alive I know he's still alive and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hold on to that idea she doesn't want to accept that he's gone so she's just continually bargaining for the idea that he's out there somewhere and she's gonna find him it's the
1: same thing with fifel with his absolutely his family like oh they're out there i'm going to find them they absolutely will still be in new york right i mean they could have you know hopped a train the
0: train that almost ran him over they could have been on that on their way to i don't know where that train was headed probably chicago maybe maybe i don't think or ran eaten, to Chicago because there are cats
1: in america <laughs> i mean
0: yeah it's it's yeah or that yeah likely eaten by you know yeah 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 cat gang maulers yeah,
1: the mob, That's where he meets Tiger. Oh yeah, 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 Tiger. Good old Tiger. Good old Tiger.
0: Put him up here. Put up your doops.
1: Well, see, he's drawn into the sewer by the violin because this is what's like a big point, right? But now that's we like have the violin. ominous, the ominous bugs that are symbolizing that this is not Papa, <laughs> right? Well, these also aren't the like clickety
0: clack cockroach that does math. These are definitely you know, Easter bugs.
1: Mm-hmm. And the hat. Can't forget the hat. Can't can't lose the hat. And the whatever that is, I don't know what kind of fish that is, but it's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: again, remember, we're viewing it through the eyes of a mouse, so who knows what it really was supposed to be. Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, terrifying is the given. The Mott Street Molars. Oh, this awesome. is where he learns the truth about, uh.
1: Warranty Rat. Warranty yeah. Rat. And that Warranty sucks at playing violin. Alright. And up, boys. And hey, Tiger sucks at playing cheat. cards.
0: Oh, I just <laughs> noticed that cat had a card under his tail. Cheap yep. fuck?
1: Sorry, guys. This is a mature stream after all, but still. Cheap <laughs> <the> fuck. <laughs> Another reminder. I don't know why that was cut so short, but it was.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's OK. We're going to get the tiger and, and the, the band.
1: I'm your god. I'm your god. god. <laughs> and this don't is definitely funny. like, well, it's Don I'm DeLuise good. who's voicing Shut him, up, the same quick. person who did I'm Jeremy. Yes. But it's oh more of like this effeminate. Oh, hey, I don't. And I had this thought last I'm night, theater, and you can be like, Nikki, really, what the hell? Video, All right, hit me with it. But oh, okay, on. imagine Freifel want... is older. Okay, not not a child. Oh, okay, oh, come on, what kind of saying? like the homosexual can't, I can't, couple. Because so <laughs> they're saying how much they are alike. They like the same oh, things. Damn. That's true. Mm-hmm. Which is very effeminate. Oh, no. That's and terrible. in, in cartoons know, in this era, you video. couldn't be outright and say ago, I mean, you are gay. Eighth I mean,
0: we also, I mean, Genesis it also kind of and... comes out anyways as Tiger, or as he talks some more, mm-hmm. that he's, you know, like, what is don't he's a vegetarian, he doesn't eat tiger. mice, and then, you know, there's he all kinds flowers. of these little, there's all these little <laughs> clues that he himself is gay, See, right? Nice. Mm-hmm. Without them ever actually coming out my and saying it, so that that in of itself i guess is not all that surprising to me that that you would have that thought i could kind of see that like he really he bonds with Fivel at this point it takes him a little while right this scene goes on for a bit but they bond and Mm -hmm. you know tiger actually ends up being on the side of the mouse civil rights and revolutionary movement
1: uh in Mm -hmm. america
0: right so um
1: this is oh this is when they're late to build the secret yes. and the mouse missed oh no and see he just misses his family again yep. Yep, yep, yep. and they're releasing it too early <laughs> yep way too early
0: and the mouse is smacking the cat in the face.
1: Oh my god, this That's is this has got to be like Gussie Mausenheimer's dominatrix kid. debut, because originally like in the planning she was wearing these tight pants with a crop and just smacking things with it. What? Why did we not get that? Um, because I was high and it was
0: important at that point. <laughs> no, I just mean, why did we not get that in the movie? <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs>
0: Disregard the nose. What's in
1: a, nose? a nose? by any other name, would smell sweet a cat! He's a cat. You know, and Warranty yeah. as a villain yeah. is yeah. just, he's oh, not you know? very memorable, to be honest.
0: He's really not. He's not a memorable villain. But he, to be honest, though, he's just barely an antagonist in this whole grand scheme of this. Because mm-hmm. the antagonist in this, in the movie itself, really isn't Warranty. It's that, fievel is missing
1: yeah fievel is missing and the disillusionment of america (laughs) yeah that's that's the antagonistic plot
0: points in this whole movie warren t is kind of a side note he's not even an important character he just (laughs) he just exists as a driver for the plot points of like disillusioning america right that's it that's all he exists for if you really think about it um so at this point you know we haven't we've talked about a lot of the other little trauma things but one of the things that we've missed all throughout these clips um just because you know they they didn't come up is that all throughout this every time we see papa we've seen him a couple of times but every time he pops up he's still very much going through all of his stages of grief and so is everybody (laughs) else in the family minus the baby right uh tanya's still going through hers mama's going through hers mama's trying to put on a big brave face and be like no everything's okay we can get through this but again i want to come back to the point that we talked about earlier when we first started the show which is that this is one of the few times that a dad was portrayed as being an integral family member and having an emotional bond with a child and having depth right and it's such an important thing to note because again as nikki said people have told us that we always dad bash and it's not that we intentionally dad bash; it's just always been that none of the dad characters from any of the movies that we've ever reviewed have had the level of depth that Papa has in this movie.
1: Right. We just, I mean, honestly, we just call it like like we see it. And right, the mom is played down. Mom is played down. Lot. Dad
0: is elevated in this versus <laughs> what we normally see, which is dad played down and mom's elevated.
1: Mm-hmm. Even so it's in, a big role reversal.
0: Yeah. Even in um. Even in my girl, fuck that movie. Um, even in my girl, the mom role was elevated when Jamie Lee Curtis's character came right. into the picture, and Dad got played down. And Dad mm-hmm. was emotionally distant and detached from his daughter, and didn't really know how to relate or care, and wasn't trying. You it know, shows a
1: different. He showed a different side of grief, like Dan Aykroyd's character yes, in My Girl. He did versus what Mr. Mouskowitz is playing here because um, he's definitely being very emotional and into his grief and in touch with it be, uh, uh, then being detached i think the mom is showing like the mom Moskowitz is showing more of the detachment but also but doing it and on the side of being pragmatic and trying to rescue the family being the rock like you were saying earlier sarah yes like someone has to be the rock
0: somebody uh, some, well and, and ultimately when you suffer that kind of loss in a family somebody in the family does have to be the rock somebody mm-hmm. has to hold it together as long as possible to keep everyone else afloat until they have their own time to break down because everybody else is okay and exactly. i hate to say that but when you have a kind of family loss that the the Mauskowitzes are experiencing that's what happens. Like, I remember like, you know, we're going we'll use myself as a perfect example. When my grandmother died, I was the rock for my family. Everyone else was grieving and I had to hold it together. And then as soon as it was all done, like that, I broke, I, I, mm-hmm. I broke in the church if I'm going to be honest, but like I pulled it back together and held onto it for a little bit longer. But like, once it was all done, I couldn't, I was done for days for weeks almost. Right. So the level of grief they're experiencing is pretty palpable and they did a great job. Like, Don Bluth is a, like as much as we th- as much as we yell about it, Don Bluth is great at examining the emotions that his characters are going through. He doesn't try to downplay them and he doesn't try to hide them from the viewer.
1: No, he even said in an interview because I said this before he does not shy away from these adult more adult themes because that's life and he feels that it needs to be portrayed like it is on the screen not to sugarcoat it and whitewash it he even does it in his color scheme right like like a big difference you'll see between disney films and don bluth don bluth has a very muted color palette palette versus disney's bright popping look at me i'm so awesome yes and it goes to play with the somber emotional roles that Don Bluth has in his films.
0: And you'll even notice it in the music in all of Don Bluth's films, too. It's The music is much more downplayed. It's a much more mellow tone that has elongated note structures to it versus, you know, Disney's like hyper elevated note structures where you get a lot all at once and you have these fast upbeat songs that carry you through without getting emotional until you see them draw back because a hard scene happens, right? Mm -hmm. Um, all in all though like there's such a good portrayal of grief throughout the course of this whole movie and what this process looks like for the mouskowitz family and it's it's important to note that it's playing out through all these scenes we've skipped over a lot of them because they're just we don't have time for it all but it's there right it's it's always a a, an overarching factor of what's happening either with Fival and his trying to work with um you know his newfound friends or if it's with dad and mama Mouskowitz trying to deal with the loss of their son. So it's, it's important to know. And like, this is a really good scene and the, and I only bring it up because yes, this is another point where we talk about him just missing his family. And it's happened. This is like the fifth time it's happened in the movie at this point. <laughs> He's literally been in the same room or the same area as his family and people have been in the way. There's been too much noise and they haven't heard each other he's just walked right by them, or they've come out a second too late from an area he just walked through. Like, literally, they just... The, the number of times that they just miss each other is terrifying. And when you think about it, even in, in the real world today, that happens all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. It does. Where Not so much anymore with the invention of cell phones, but before we had things like, you know, GPS location, all this stuff... It. I mean, it happened to me when I was meeting somebody at the High Museum of Art. We just missed each other by two minutes.
0: It just happened to me this last weekend. I had no idea that my aunt was at SeaWorld at the same time as I was there. The whole day, we just missed each other. All day long, we were at opposite ends of the park, just constantly missing each
1: other. Talk about, like, finding, like, somebody and... When I was on a, a cruise ship a few years ago, um, I saw my Girl Scout leader. <laughs> yeah, like out of the blue, her and her husband and one a, and her daughter were there, and I walk up to him. I was like, "Are you so and so?" They're like, they're kind of looking at me funny. I'm like, I'm Nikki. It's like, what? <laughs> That's crazy, right? And it was just like, I haven't seen you in over twenty. Like, I think it was like twenty though so 20 22 years we hadn't seen each other
0: that's that's intense holy cow that is intense can't even imagine can't even imagine anyways long story short it's just important to understand that the the trauma of this movie literally like we keep moving scene to scene but it's just there it's it's a it's a palpable overtone all uh, right you know it's not even an undertone with blues which is what makes it great um so moving on uh this is the arson
1: scene. Oh, oh, Hurry! Oh. oh, change be praised. It stopped. Prince, I need to put, like, a sensor on your butt. Wait, wait! The secret! Oh.
0: Release I, I,
1: I, the secret weapon! Oh no! Release the secret weapon! Pick up your mind! Oh, 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 oh my goodness! Release the secret weapon! Release the weapon! <laughs> Release the weapon!
0: I love watching the mice try to use the scissors. Uh huh. And like here they are, they're all like there's fire all around them, they're trying to do this thing, and they just don't have the speed or the agility to get it done. Cat butt on the screen.
1: <laughs> Those cats are terrifying, right?
0: Is he just Yeah?
1: He's yes, he's bathing. He's just looking at him yep Yep. great use
0: of fire by the way the cats thought that they were causing a problem for the mice and they just used that fire to their advantage
1: they did and then more another concussion okay so five now has like two or three tbis
0: Just to create panic and terror.
1: And that, and then, okay, that nightmare cool! That thing is fucking terrifying. I mean, if I saw that, just that face coming out after me, be like, nope, we're done. We're done. Didn't sign up for this shit. Get me out of here.
0: the whole okay i'm reading your your statement here real quick akuma uh, I think yeah the whole I think- father thing is also a difference where disney tends to impose the american family dynamic at the time where mom is home and takes care of the kids and then and therefore has the bigger emotion connection where fathers usually wouldn't work and sending time away and not being able to connect as well yeah, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. There is some truth to that. Disney does like to play to that whole, like, mom's a homemaker body, right? Like, should be at home with the kids and having that emotional connection while dad is, you know, off fighting yonder war or, or earning the dollars for the kids, right? But Disney has tried, and, and let's be fair, right? Let's talk about Finding Nemo, right? Yep. Disney has tried to increase the level at which father characters are portrayed slightly better right but disney is notorious for killing a parent period
1: right yeah. so well, even movie,
0: like kill a parent
1: yep kill a parent even in up where they're having that surrogate bond between um i can't remember their names but the old guy and the scout is that carl and yeah carl and something i forgot i'm i'm not even gonna say what i'm thinking his name is but <laughs> <laughs> But there, there's that surrogate bond. And then Pixar did Onward. Onward was great. Which was amazing for grief and realizing that you can find other father figures even within their own family. Yes. But it did bring up a lot of father stuff. So we're not... Stereotypical Disney back in the 80s didn't have a whole lot of father stuff. They're getting better now. Even with Moana, the father bond with his daughter... But he was still being like, uh, you need to do this yeah. versus...
0: Yeah, less, less, like, you could tell he cared for his daughter, but he was also an overbearing parent. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, you can see those star contrast different, so I'm glad you bring that up, But that's absolutely correct. You know, um, I don't think we've ever really analyzed, we haven't done any Disney movies yet. No, we haven't. So we've never really analyzed the whole father-bond thing during Disney movies, um...
1: I'm yeah absolutely you're absolutely right akuma
0: they, that yeah right no they're doing better uh but looking at the period is absolutely important and and we try to do that with every movie that we look at right we try to to view it through what was happening at that time and what the the dynamics were at that time and what was a modern accepted value and we've talked about that a lot when we review movies about there was a different time this is how they did things and you know but that's what makes this one unique right because During this time, you didn't really see this Bond. Now, that's not to say that these types of Bonds didn't exist, but it (laughs) wasn't the type of Bond that was portrayed on average, right? Correct. This is a rarity to see a Bond like this. Um, And so it's great to see it more and more nowadays, and we definitely are seeing it more, not just in Disney, but in other films. You know, we're getting more and more, like, in-touch and in-tune fathers or father figures, which is super-duper important,
1: um, and all more, the way around, but more emotional intelligence, right? But to sure. have
0: it at this stage of the game in the eighties, priceless, mm-hmm. priceless, absolutely priceless to have that kind of emotional intelligence from a father figure. So, I mean, just it's just not something you would have seen normally
1: back then, at least IMO. So, I don't really remember a whole lot of ones besides this. Yeah. Uh, fire started with kerosene. Is this a different one? Um, yeah, it's the one that where we were like, oh, oh, this is actually how a fire is started. Yes, yes,
0: that was great because this. So you think about the typical movie fire starting, right? This is actually a much better portrayal of fires being started. Not that I want to glorify fire starting, but it is kind of important.
1: Because... It's not quite Hollywood. Well, it's not Hollywood magic because it's a cartoon. But this is how an accidental fire could actually start. Right.
0: Oh, look at that! It's raining fire from the skies now.
1: As all the cats run to get away from the giant and mouse.
0: Almost, catcall got shoved on the ship, now it's all the mice running. But of course you've got Mama, and Papa, Mouse,
1: and Tanya, Mouse, so it's oh, running out there. And the fire brigade. And then Feifel almost dying of mouse of smoke inhalation.
0: I mean, he's already got black lung. Can't get any worse.
1: <laughs> right. Ah, so what? So someone is
0: calling
1: a filthy
0: my name this to is Paz's disbelief Maybe here. He, he can't, can't believe that this might actually God. be his son
1: because he's he's given up We're on the idea that
0: Feivel could possibly stop. be alive can't after stop. that storm.
1: And Tanya's trying to rationalize with him. Well, they changed my name, right, to to Tanya, oh, stop. or oh, Tilly from Tanya, and oh, right. so how is it a big jump for Feivel to, to go to TV. Philly?
0: Philly. Well, my daughter, his name is Philly and not Five. His name is Philly. You see. And Five. And Five. And Five. Papa. Mm. No, 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 no! There are many Five. I love Dad's the New York. Maybe thousands. And now he's like, what? So now hope is father coming father. back. No
1: Papa. And then they find the hat. And now Mom is broken,
0: by the way. You can mm-hmm. hear it in her voice, where she's like, "No, no, Papa," and she's holding the hat. Like it's
1: just written on her face. It's just so like, ah, mom is breaking down. Fifle. I really want to know how Feifel's not dead. But out of all of the stuff, he's the what most physically lucky, resilient mouse.
0: <laughs> like even there. One last flare-up.
1: I didn't even realize this was Orphan Alley, is what it said. Yeah. And this is where we meet Asshole and the Cunt Monks.
0: Yes, that that is actually what is coming up.
1: (laughs) Totally, (laughs) I'm sorry! I don't
0: care if Alvin, Simon, and Uh, fucking Theodore...
1: Right? He's looking for his family. For his family. Stress, you know? <laughs> that, that's, that's asshole time, and At least you know who they are. The kid yeah. that we saw from the sweatshop.
0: They should be looking for, for you. you. They don't care. Get <laughs> that's just I don't even know how I mean, to deal with the fact right. that this is a they thing that we spotted that in this they movie. You know, I don't I'm get. just saying. I don't get like, I never see them again. Yeah, you're nothing. You're junk. You're trash.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you trash.
1: Make yourself upset. Make yourself a bed. <laughs> These guys are
0: dicks. They're such they, terrible, terrible creatures. <laughs> they are. They are straight up cunts! You're right. I'll never find them again anyway.
1: Never.
0: Never. 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 And our, our last one of the night, ladies and gentlemen, is this sadness happening right here. You know, this poor kid's like, I'm fever dreaming this shit right now. Yeah, he's like, he
1: can't believe it. (laughs) If I never dreamt
0: this morning I would be whiting a, <laughs> a, a fee, fee wine. Whiting a fee wine? I knew that. I knew that.
1: <laughs> Keep playing! Keep
0: playing! How she we get such find, big then? mouse boobs? I'm so confused. Like, why do we have anthropomorphic minds?
1: And we wonder why we
0: have furries. <laughs> we wonder why we had Rule 34 Jeremy. <laughs> Mrs. Frisbee.
1: I would say look up the Irish Mayor and Gussie, but don't <laughs> Oh my
0: That sounds mildly terrifying me that you say it. Just saying. Oh no like can... look at the bags around his eyes, like the redness from his crying like Oh, the sheer joy. Papa, Papa Papa
1: Fight Wait Stop. Papa! Oh, look at that happy dad! Oh, I'm not. Nice. Shut up! You're oh. crying. I'm not crying. Run right past each other.
0: This, this is like oh. one of the best scenes. By the way, I wanna, to, wanna to point out. This is the trauma erasure
1: happening right here. And all the bright colors. <laughs> oh the tears. What's come over me? I am Tiger, don't make it about I'm you. you.
0: I've never been so happy in my life. I have friends. Lots of little tiny friends. Oh, oh, oh.
1: oh Tony, isn't it grand? Say, I don't hear no one thanking me here. Oh, yeah. Piper,
0: I knew you were alive. I knew it. She's right. She did. She <laughs> felt it. She was the only one who believed oh, he was still alive. Boy back yep. from the dead. But that was just because she was bargaining. America. So she just got lucky with what her bargaining coming place. true. My I thought oh, I would never
1: see you again. Look no, at that, Dad, just intermixed like happiness with <laughs> sadness <laughs> happening right now. Like, ah, oh, uh,
0: oh. I nearly forgot. Here, Bible, your hat.
1: And now it fits. It's
0: not really. Not, well, not really. He's it's just just better crazy. than it did in no. Russia.
1: <laughs> you are in Mao
0: true story lucky he didn't lose it when he got thrown out to sea so there's just so so many things right that happen right here at the end but there's so much trauma erasure. you know uh anybody that's been with the show before like akuma who's definitely watching denver bear hunter if you're still with us anybody else who's watched the show i talk about it a lot um and i'm going to talk about it again because it always happens and in case we have new viewers so that they understand this is literally the the erasure moment this is where we take away all the trauma that happened in the movie and say, look at this happy ending, it's so cheery, and even though there's kind of a sad undertone in the music, there's bright colors and everybody's happy, and a little bit of sadness emotion, but it's because they're happy. And all the bad things that took place just seconds earlier in the film, you're not thinking about them anymore. You're thinking about this lovely family reunion, the happiness that is taking place, all of these things. And you leave the theater or you get up from your chair with your popcorn and your kids and your family and you have the happy feeling of, look, at their family was reunited. And
1: you're only thinking of the songs? Yep. Somewhere out there, No Cats in America, Never never Say Never. never. Like, these are the the songs that you're thinking about and they paint like this really happy-go-lucky picture versus... We just went through an hour and a half or more of solid trauma. trauma. <laughs> like never-ending trauma, which then brings
0: me to this. I have to say, we we talked long and hard about how we were going to rate this movie. No, actually we didn't. We didn't. The rating on this movie was pretty much a consensus. Yeah, you think you stopped watching it as a teen Denver Bear Hunter? Absolutely. I I can understand that. We literally came to a consensus right after this movie. In fact, we had to invent a whole new screen for this. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, here it is for you. But if you close the emotional,
1: vanity, emotional, vanity, emotional, vanity, emotional, vanity.
0: That right there is the sad, sad truth of our uh, our trauma. It, it was definitely a 10.
1: And
0: then it was definitely emotional damage.
1: <laughs> I don't know if we will ever have another 10 again.
0: <laughs> I, you know, okay, so I'm going to be honest with all of you out there right now. When we started coming up with the with this show right when we started talking about doing this show we said okay well we need a scale we'll rate it one to ten and i was like will we ever really ever have a movie that's a 10 and we shot we we literally we talked about we were like yeah probably not but maybe there's always the possibility never did i think that these this this is the second movie of, the, of second of season two the second movie of season two we would be handing out a freaking 10 but this I, movie is yeah. so laden with trauma
1: Right. I was thinking when we started getting into the the B-rated horror flicks, we'd have a 10 out of something because of all the body horror and stuff that right. would happen in those, but not in a cartoon. Right. Def- definitely
0: never thought it would come from one of our cartoon-level shows at all. Um, and we literally ended this, the movie when we watched it. We literally ended it and we went, what the fuck? That was literally an hour and a half of trauma. And I was like, I literally, I was like, hmm, well, I think we should, uh, rate this. I went low. I was like, think we should rate this, uh, I don't know, an eight. (laughs) And Nikki was like, no, that was a 10. (laughs) And I didn't even have an argument for it. I was like, no, no, you're right. I just, I just thought I would try and pass it off as an eight.
1: Like, I mean, literally every. two, three minutes, it was something. Feifel's gonna die. Or he's gonna get sold into child labor. Or he's getting, <laughs> I don't know, he's getting a TBI.
0: <laughs> oh, right? Like, oh my god, the amount of TBI's this kid's got now by the time this is all done. Especially from that barrel ride, just slamming into brick walls, the falls that he took, the black lung he's got now. Like, I mean, this kid, seriously, <laughs> I, like, I don't know how he ends with this, this smile on his face that we ended this last clip on, but, like, psh-
1: he should be talking like Rocky Balboa right now. <laughs> uh, legit. You Adrian. Oh, papa! Papa! <laughs> <laughs> and totally not making fun of people who have TBI. No, I, no, no,
0: me either. I mean, I know plenty. I've worked with TBI patients. Legitimately, though, he should just be broken. He I should be not-
1: slurring his speech. Yeah, having yeah. memory issues.
0: But I will say this, though. In fairness, you can drop a a, a mouse out of a plane and it won't reach terminal velocity. I did not know that. Yeah, so they can actually... From quite a height and be fine because they don't ever reach terminal velocity.
1: And their bones are pretty much all cartilage. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's kind of weird. It's kind of a weird random fact. Sorry. Um, But honestly, I love this movie. I still love this movie even after all of this. Even after analyzing it through the lens of the amount of trauma that it brings to the table, this is still one of my favorite movies from childhood.
1: Just mm-hmm. like The never
0: ending Story, mind you, which was also fuck all the trauma. But, right? but this movie, there's just something classic about it. And I think one of the things that was really important to me was kind of the, the, the father's relationship in this movie, even as a kid. Because I was really close to my dad. So, like, I mean, it was kind of an important thing, right? Like, to have mm-hmm. that. And so all in all i mean i do think this movie is deserving of the rating that we gave it as a 10 on the trauma scale it definitely tugs at your heartstrings and it definitely takes hold real fast with the trauma from the invasion of the cossacks to him being torn off the boat and everybody thinking he's dead to him just constantly missing his family to the fires the arson the danger he's put in just left right and sideways like it just never stops
1: and not to mention the nightmare fuel of the giant mouse of mitsk Yeah. Which is just utter uh, nope. Was <laughs> this movie...
0: I can't even remember. Was this movie rated G? Yeah. Once again, the movie rating system proving that it is absolute garbage. <laughs> 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 I feel like this movie should have been PG. Like, parental guidance definitely suggested for this. Maybe PG-13.
1: Like, <laughs> But even, when- like... Now the guidance has gotten more... I think has gotten stricter. It's the- kind of
0: gotten more lax in a lot of ways.
1: But did you know a- the PG-13
0: designation only existed because somebody didn't... Uh, was it Steven Spielberg? So, one big movie producer. Spielberg or, or Lucas didn't want to actually change something in their movie. Or didn't... Oh, no. It was before the st- before the rating system was standardized. Oh. And they created the PG-13 designation, which in creating the PG-13 designation, um, it it was also before the standardization. Um, R actually used to represent what NC-17 is. Is now, yeah. And the X designation got taken by the porn industry and then NC-17 had to be implemented. Sorry, weird randoms. So, um, but yeah, anyways, off on, on mild tangent. Uh, all in all, guys, that was our presentation on American Tale. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I definitely, as always, enjoy, uh, watching movies and, and breaking them down and finding out just how much trauma from my childhood I somehow survived.
1: Emotional <laughs> damage! <it>. Emotional
0: damage! <laughs> um, as always, we have a section... Wow. i gonna start that over because sex is not the thing i was trying to say we have a suggestion box down below on our channel oh my god that's what you please, a oh please wow. feel listen you know oh please feel free to drop us suggestions uh give us movies we've we've picked the last two movies we like to trade off between movies we do and movies you guys pick um, by all means drop us suggestions uh, so that we can do other movies. I would appreciate it. Also, uh, we have a merch link down there. Please check out our merch. We have a bunch of new merch that we started putting up as well. Um, any way you feel like helping support the show other than spreading the word, that it would be totally awesome and fantastic. We love you guys. We love to do the show. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.